Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. Where do you find true strength? Is it by going to the gym and lifting a bunch of weights? Is it by being the smartest in the room, being able to overcome any challenge? Is it by having the most influence, the most followers on your social media? Is it by thinking of yourself rather than others, having more money and power? While those are all nice things, I guess, to have, what if I told you that there was true strength and weakness? That may sound like a contradiction, and it kind of is in our day and age, but yet in our Bible verses for today, we see that there is strength and weakness. So, dear brothers and sisters, there is strength and weakness, and that's what Paul boasted in. Don't be strong in your sin but be weak in your Savior. In our early verses for today, we see that Paul is boasting in what we call a paradox. And now a paradox, for those of you who don't know, is a contradictory statement that at face value seems absurd. But when explained further, it makes all the more sense. For example, spend money to make money. At face value, that seems like you're just losing money. But when explained further, it's investing in money and you'll get more money in the future. Or how about this? Deep down, you're really shallow. (laughs) Which, at face value, kind of seems a contradictory statement. But it really just means you have a shallow personality. And now we get to Paul's paradox, which is actually God's paradox, too. Strength and weakness. For when I am weak... I am strong. What were his weaknesses? How is he strong in that? Keep that in mind as we read through just a couple of the first verses for today. Therefore, in order to keep me from being conceited, that's boastful, right? I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. See, we, we don't know what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. It could have ranged from depression and anxiety all the way up to an actual physical ailment. But at that time, the Apostle Paul probably didn't look the strongest in society, probably far from it. How can it be that an Apostle of God, one that Jesus chose himself, looked far from strong? He wasn't the strongest. He was beaten He was almost stoned to death and he was challenged intellectually at a marketplace in an Areopagus. How is he viewed as strong? See, in today's day and age, the world views strength in a different way. Strength is only measured by what you can achieve, right? And that usually comes down to one simple rule, survival of the fittest. As long as I can out-survive someone else, I can have all that money, that power, that wealth, 
and I can do anything to get, get there. I can push people down, trample over people. Think of it like this. Think of a pyramid. And at the top of that pyramid is all the, the wealth, the money, the power, the fame, the top 1%, right? And those people of the world will try to get to that because that's life's goal is to get that much. And you can do anything to push people down, to put yourself in front of of others to get to that. There's no room for the weak because the weak perish. What about the weak? What does it mean to be weak in the world today? Weak are just the leftovers of that pyramid, right? Because as you know with any pyramid, as you get to the top, it's thinner and steeper. And so it's only room for a very select few of people. So weakness, there's no room for weakness up there. No. And see, people with that attitude don't have, uh, they have weakness when they don't have that perceived wealth, that perceived money, that perceived power, that perceived influence. And Christians, Christians are viewed at the bottom, right? Because people of the world will say that Christians, they're weak because they rely on something that's not even seen in the world. That's not strong at all. How can you rely on some religion that you rely on some random God? It doesn't give you strength at all. It's a crutch. That's what some people will say. See, people don't really want to hear that they need a Savior, that they're weak. For example, if I just told you all that you were weak, it would be an insult, wouldn't it? And so people don't want to hear that they need a Savior, and they they either rely on themselves or something of this world. For us here today, we are Christians, but what are the thorns that pierce your side? What are the things that cause you the most weakness to your brothers and sisters? Is it shame, not being able to live up to the world's standards? Is it fear, being able to hold on to all the things of this world? Or is it some sin that you have? And we either, as a result, focus on ourselves to take care of that thorn in our flesh, or we, we, we don't think that God is strong enough to take care of it. If we get down to it, we haven't lived up to God's standards, dear brothers and sisters. We have sinned and we have fallen short because of God, because what we have done, we deserve separation from God. For our, for our sins, we deserve punishment. And so while all that may be true, dear brothers and sisters, another thing is true. Christ has come down and lived a life for you. Christ came down from his power, almighty power in heaven, to be weak for our sakes. He was thinking of us during his whole life when he was being beaten, when he was being mocked, when he was being ridiculed. He could have used his power. He could have used his strength, but yet he was thinking of us. He was weak for our sakes, dear brothers and sisters. And he was thinking of us because God's love and God's mission was to save every person. There is strength in that. And Jesus loves you, each, every one of you, so much. 
And know this today, your sins are forgiven with a love that far surpasses anything else. Think of it like this, that if you were the only person on this planet, God still would have sent his son to die for you. That's how amazing God's love is for each and every one of you. That God would send his son, Jesus, even if you were just the only person on this earth. So keep that in mind as we go through the last half of what Paul's plea was and what his response was to God's response. We continue reading. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses and results in hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, boast all the more gladly in your weaknesses. True strength is admitting that you need a Savior day by day. We just sang that, right? Day by day. Your mercies, Lord, attend me. True strength is self-controlled and not wanting to sin like the people of the world. True strength is loving one another and not thinking about yourself, but thinking about others. True strength is relying on God and depending on him and everything. And don't worry, that's because of Christ's love that rests on us And Christ's spirit that dwells in each one of us will compel us to do that, dear brothers and sisters. So, in your hardships, in your weaknesses, in your insults, and everything like that, you can boast in that. Because God loves each and every one of you. And you can boast in that because his grace is all-sufficient. That's all you need, dear brothers and sisters. And what will happen to those thorns, those weaknesses that cause us weakness in this life? They're only temporary. They won't last because what we have waiting for us in heaven far outweighs it all, doesn't it? A story I want to tell you explains that so simply. His name was Paul Gerhardt. And Paul Gerhardt, as a child, lost his home, his hometown, his home church. And then fast forward as an adult, He was a pastor, but then he lost his job because he was teaching the truth, but the government didn't want him to teach the truth. And then fast forward a couple years later, he loses his home, his wife, four of his five children. Think of that for a moment. You lose everything. Think of that. You lose your home, your job, your family? What would be going through your mind at that point? Anger? Confusion? Fear? You would think so, and you would think Paul Gerhardt would be uh, saying those words, but it's the opposite. So I'm going to read for you uh, some of the words that he said, and they may sound familiar because it's just the hymn we just sang, hymn 611. And if you want to follow along, you can. Hymn 611. 
So, I'll just read the first and the fourth verse. Joyously, I'll praise my Savior. For my God, I'll gladly sing. As I see his loving favor, evident in everything. In, in his faithful heart is beating, love that's pure and wide and long, love that makes his servants strong. All I see on earth is fleeting. God's amazing love for me lasts all eternity. And verse 4. Since your love is never-ending, far beyond what words can say, up to my hands extending, Father, as your child, I pray. Let your grace to me be given, that I may with all of my might cling to you both day and night, till I see your face in heaven, where my praise and love will be yours for all eternity. Now, do those sound like words of a man who lost everything? No. See, he had Jesus in his heart. In his weaknesses, he was strong. And that's that paradox, right? Because Christ's power rested on him. To say words like, all I see on earth is fleeting, all I see on earth is failing, all I see on earth is dying, but yet God's amazing love for me lasts for all eternity. He wasn't focusing on the things that he saw in his life, rather what was unseen. And that glory that, that he was thinking of, that eternal glory, far outweighed all those light and momentary troubles. And the same is no less true for us here today, dear sisters and brothers in Christ, because Christ has given his life and loves you each so much because there's strength and weakness. So I want to share with you a passage from 2 Corinthians as well, but earlier in chapter 4, that talks about how God's grace is sufficient and that's all you need. I start at verse 16. Therefore, do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That really says it, doesn't it? That God's grace is all that you need. And that what we have in this life, it's temporary, right? All I see on earth is fleeting. All I see on earth is dying. All I see on earth is failing. See, the world, it's fleeting, it's failing, it's dying. And we don't focus on that, dear brothers and sisters. We focus on what is unseen. We focus on what is Christ. We have Christ in our hearts. We have we are thinking of others, and that's true strength in being weak, in our hardships, in our persecutions, in our insults. There's strength in that. And like I said before, these, these things won't last forever. They are only temporary. Because what we have waiting for us far outweighs them all. Think of a scale, right? You have at the top, all the light and momentary troubles, whatever that may, be, that may be in your life, they don't last. And you have God's grace that far outweighs it all. An eternal glory where you can see your Savior face to face one day. That's what God's grace is sufficient for. It's for you. 
It's for everyone. And it far outweighs those momentary troubles because those momentary troubles, even though it seems like day by day we're wasting away, right? It far outweighs it all because God's grace is sufficient for you, dear brothers and sisters. So boast in your weakness. Boast in that paradox that God has placed before you because God's power is made perfect in weakness. So be weak in your Savior which is the greatest strength you can have. And don't worry, God's love that lasts all eternity will follow you all the days of your life and also afterwards, forever in heaven. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.